the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. A big event coming up Thursday the 28th, so just under a week. Income in retirement planning seminar, which I find to be one of the most important topics we can talk about so that you're not surprised. That you have a budget, that you can live till the day you die, that you don't stop working too soon, that you don't work too long. Those are the basic premises of the idea of the event. CFP Chad Burton runs over 10 monumental concepts. I run over some portfolio holdings and some economic speak. If you know me, generally you know I'm pretty positive on the U.S. economy and pretty positive on stocks over time. But that doesn't mean that sometimes you don't shift things around a little bit and it doesn't mean that sometimes you don't raise a little more cash. Joining me now to talk a little bit more about the event on Thursday, July 28th, 10 Pillars Retirement Income Planning Seminar, CFP. Chad Burton. How are you, Chad? Doing well. How are you? Good. I think one of the things that, you know, you and I see, and I don't think everyone sees it because they may only see it in their uncle, are disasters in retirement. You've got a list of four disastrous mistakes and how to avoid them. What's number one? Well, number one, I think that, and this is what the Department of Labor has actually tackled, is high-fee products. Um, We're seeing ads all over TV and radio and everything else for really, really high-fee products, and people don't really get that they're high-fee products. They listen to the term guaranteed income or ensuring a certain amount of principal, and they think, okay, that sounds great. I need safety in retirement. But what these products are designed to do is give you normal rates of return minus the high fees. And a lot of the fees that are in these products that guarantee you income for life or a certain amount of principal have fees north of 3%. So you got to be very careful of things like variable annuity if you have an advisor um, that's trying to talk you to rolling your entire 401k over into some sort of an annuity that has a guaranteed source of income. Really, okay. the only guarantee that ever kicks in, Rob, is if the account runs out of money. And that could be well into your 80s. And 
they're only on the hook for the last few years of your life of income. So their insurance amount is very, very small. Their risk is very, very small. Yet the fees are extremely high, which eats away at your balance of your account. And people just don't get that. They, they just look at the bells and whistles. And you got to realize there's no free lunch on Wall Street. The other one that's huge, big problem out there, is private REITs. Yep. And this is one where, you know, people are sued all over, you know, if you all over the web, you can find lawsuits regarding private REITs, private real estate investment trusts, where you typically buy in at like 10 bucks a share and you get what look like, what looks like a safe yield of somewhere between 5 and 7%. But again, people don't see, they don't read the prospectus that clearly states you're usually 14% up front loads. And they really state the share price at kind of whatever they want. And eventually when they go public, they tend to disappoint and people have lost a lot of money in those things and they're very illiquid. And so I hear, you know, advice from advisors that work on commissions of people putting 20, 30% of their portfolio into these private REIT deals. And that's a disaster. Um, another big one. Wait, 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 wait. Let, me, let me talk a little bit about that one real quick. Cause there's yeah. a commercial currently running on this station that promises a 14% return. It's a private REIT, but do you know what's killing me? There's no disclosures on the commercial, and there's no offered only by prospectus. You know, there's no legal reading at the end. And that just tells you how shady it is. Like, it's, that's illegal. That's flat out illegal. That's advertising that they're not allowed to be doing. Right. And it's so some sort of unregistered product, so they're trying to get around some laws um, if they're trying to claim those types of returns. Um, Guaranteed yeah. 14%. There's no such thing. But don't you think our government? Don't you think the government of the United States would buy that if it was true? It's, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You always have to remember that when it comes to investing. Another big one that's out there, Rob, in terms of seminars that people are even attending that I'm hearing about is companies that are trying to get people to take money, borrow money out of their 401k, cash money, and stop funding their 401k and putting in index universal life insurance policies, touting um, no potential losses. Which can be true, your cash value is not going to lose money, but it's not going to grow very fast either over time. And um, they talk about tax-free income for life. Well, tax laws could change, and that could go away. And you're stuck again into a super high-fee product. And then I'm also hearing people, um, you know, they pay over 2% for large sums of money to investment advisors that are all they're just doing is buying a few index funds and no financial planning at all. And that's way too much money. Well, that's, you're cheering me up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's ways to avoid it. I mean, mean, one of the easiest things to do is ask how the person gets paid and have them state in writing that they're a fiduciary and that they put your interest ahead of their interest and make sure that they're not earning commissions um, on, on your rollovers and things like that, that they're charging you a fee to do your financial planning and your money management. Don't you think that's a little bit, and just between you and me, aren't you being a bit naive that if you were to ask someone, can you show me a list of your fees and are you a fiduciary, that they're not going to say, well, things change and blah, blah, blah. Let me get a printout for you and, you know, look over there at Elvis. Don't you think they're not really going to say, or they're going to lie and say, yeah, I'm a fiduciary, knowing that the chances of getting sued are very, 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 very small. And they actually make you sign paperwork later on that says you'll only go to arbitration against them versus suing them. Then you got to read the contract that they're putting in front of you. If they don't put a contract in front of you and all they do is put account applications in front of you, okay. you can bet that they're working on commission because every advisor that works on a fee basis as a percent of assets under management or a flat fee or an hourly fee, 
they put a contract in front of you that clearly states what they're charging. Okay. So on your list, because uh, we should move on, we got the big event Thursday night uh, coming up uh, at the 28th in Burlingame, the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. Where should we jump to because we're running out of time? Okay, well, the big one is, too, is that if people do still have pensions and they have a lump sum option mm-hmm. versus a rollover or versus, a, I'm sorry, an annuity lifetime income option, a lot of advisors that don't put their best their best interest of the clients first are saying, do the rollover, do the rollover. Well, with bond rates being so low, you have to look at the internal rate of return on pensions and see if it's good based on living till 86 or beyond and think about things like legacy that you're leaving behind for your kids. Um your age and how long you're going to live and then the health of the pension plan. So it's not just that, yes, always roll over the pension lump sum instead of take the lifetime income. You really have to do the math and look at your options. Um, another big one, number three, is spending too much too soon in retirement. And that's setting a budget and a limit. And what a good idea to do in retirement is set it up so your accounts are paying you a certain amount of income to your cash account, which has you know three years worth of portfolio draws in cash, and then set up an amount automatically transferred to your checking so you can on a monthly basis tell if you're overspending based on your retirement plan. So because pe- people that spend too much in the early years really have big time problems. And then number four, Rob, is taking too much risk in a single stock or a sector of the economy. And two examples of that this year would be Apple, um, which you know has, has had a real rough last 12 months. Um, and then things like biotech and healthcare, where I saw a retiree came in and he finally threw up his hands and said he thought he was making a lot of money in biotech and then it just crashed and he lost $100,000 of his um, retirement portfolio. He thought he was diversified in, you know, 20 different stocks, but they were all biotech and healthcare. And so you you can't do that going into retirement. But won't it always come back? (laughs) Not if the the drugs that they've been counting on to, to fight cancer don't get approved. I was kidding. I'm, I'm so. One thing I love about you is you actually get my snarky sense of humor when I'm doing it. Anyway, come meet Chad Burton, CFP, um, Thursday night, Burlingame, California, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. Um, you can sign up for it. It's at Hilton. Uh, you can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up next Thursday, 6.30 to 9. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. know, and I hope you knew, that different airports are cheaper to fly in and out of. Oakland's way cheaper, usually, than San Francisco. San Jose is way cheaper than San Francisco. Um, and you can save hundreds of dollars per flight. And you add that, up, add that up in your lifetime, and that's thousands and tens of thousands. And that's sometimes what you need for retirement. Some sort of kickstart where you're saving a big chunk of change. Long Beach Airport, for instance, has an average airfare of $202. It's the cheapest airport in the United States. 
Dallas-Fort Worth, average airfare of about 203 The most expensive, you guessed it probably, is Honolulu-Hawaii, 641 But that's a little unfair because typically people going to Honolulu are going across a major ocean. So with that said, um, people look at the general average of different airports, um, and they're down about $150 year over year. So uh, airfares are getting cheaper. Um, airports, you know, like LaGuardia in New York City, the less frequented airport sometimes, but not always. So sometimes this, it doesn't make sense. Just shop. And if you have to take an extra 10, 15 minutes to get to an airport, do it. Um, it's like paying yourself $150 an hour. And you would you would do that if you could, usually speaking. But some people are like, I want to fly out of my home airport. And I don't get it. So the airlines are concerning me a little bit. Um, in large part because of terrorism. So if you're going to pick an airline right now, try to go domestic. But also know that domestically, I just said that airfares are down here over here a lot. And that's going to hurt them. So maybe now is not the time or maybe now is the time to have them come in a little bit turbulent and try to pick it up for a little bit cheaper. Uh, Pandora just released its second quarter results. And they lost money. It's been rumored that Pandora turned down an offer to be bought for $15 billion, that they want $20 billion. And, you know, the the typical suitors are Google and Apple. On occasion, you'll hear another name thrown out there, but those are the guys with the deep pockets who could potentially do it. Um, Pandora, is that a company that you think will be in business in 10 years? Probably not. You look at the music landscape, and you see Apple Music, you see Spotify, you see a lot of competition there. Now, Pandora's done some nice things. They've, you know, tied ticketing towards the music. So if you're listening, you can say, ooh, I want the music right now, and I'm going to get it. Um, no, they wanted a market cap of $5 billion. <laughs> They wanted $10 billion and they were offered 5 and that's probably not going to happen. Um, currently, the stock's around 12 bucks a share. Yeah, they want to, you know, get taken out right around that $20 range. Um, but, you know, I think the lesson there is you have to stop and ask yourself, do you think they'll be in business? And if not, how long do you want to hold on to it? Things do change, um, and I think it's important to acknowledge and to note. Jeff Bezos just snuck by Warren Buffett to become the third richest person on earth. That's pretty impressive. You think of Warren Buffett, you think of... Carlos Slim Lou, and you think of um, Bill Gates, and you see all this wealth that was created, and then you start getting into the new money. So Warren Buffett is the greatest investor of all time because he basically did it from scratch, and he didn't really have the benefit of coming up with Windows. So Amazon, I think, has kind of done it from scratch on a lot of levels. He's worth $65 billion. Mm. That's a big number. Now, most of his wealth is tied to Amazon, which has benefited from huge demand for quick turnaround delivery, cloud services, and gadgets like the Kindle and the Echo. He truly is the Steve Jobs of today. After Steve Jobs passed away, who took over and who's kind of led? Tim Cook? No. We've got some pretty crappy product from Apple ever since Steve Jobs died. That's unfortunate. Some of it's okay, but... The Kindle, some people love it. 
I'm still not an ebook kind of guy. I'll get there. I know I'm in the 21st century and living like I'm in the 19th century. I still like candlelight. Um, but the Echo is really a cool product, and that's creating a whole new category that I just don't understand. Why hasn't Apple copied that yet? So Bezos' rise in the billionaire ranking has helped fuel Buffett's philanthropy. Um, Berkshire Hathaway chairman donated about $2.2 billion worth of stock this month in an annual gift to Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Even so, the 85-year-old has still seen his net worth rise by $2.7 billion, as Berkshire Hathaway's shares are up 9.4%. So Bezos, 52 now lags only Spain's Amantio Ortego, who's got a $73 billion fortune. Hmm, I thought it was going to be Carlos Slim Hulu, who was the big guy out of CMAX, but uh, Spain's guy is the big guy out of, I think it's H&M. I could be wrong. I could have the retailer slightly wrong, but I think it's them. That he does. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so it's cool to see um, people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates give it away. And then you see people like Bill and Hillary Clinton. They've got a great foundation that does great work, but they seem to hoard it in a different manner. Um, and you got to wonder what people like Mark Zuckerberg and people like Jeff Bezos are going to do with their wealth and how they are going to distribute it to society. You know, clearly you can look at the hospital work that donations Zuckerberg's given to, and uh, it's nice to see. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, got a big event coming up Thursday night, Thursday night, and uh, you can sign up for it. It's in Burlingame. It's income in retirement. Um, I'd love to see you there. So uh, for obvious reasons, it's... Wine and cheese, and it's about two and a half hours. It's basically run by Chad, but I can chime in with four or five stocks and some ideas on how to find dividend stocks. Uh, I don't think it's as tough as it should be, uh, or I don't think it's as tough as people make it out to be. But with that said, I think you have to really have a lack of emotions to be successful as an investor. And sometimes you have to buy a company that makes cookies and you're like, you mean like Java cookies on microsystem cookies? No, 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 like cookie cookies. And you're like, you have to be able to do that to yourself and do what's right for your your portfolio. Real estate market's either about to take off or collapse. And there's a big story out there right now tied towards uh, consumer loans uh, and business loans. There's a lot of disagreement about where we go next. Housing is one of the largest sources of wealth for Americans, and you hear commercials. Like, woohoo. We'll talk about that when we come back. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can sign up for the event next Thursday, the 28th, in Burlingame at the Hilton. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more. Before you quit and retire, I want you to have 10 to 20 times your income in retirement savings. I want you to have some basic understanding of what things are going to cost in your budget. I want you to know that the income's no longer coming in, so you're living off a pot of money. Plus a little bit of Social Security income. And it gets expensive. People don't save enough. The average American between the ages of 55 and 64 have accrued $104,000 in retirement savings. Let's say they, let's say that's 55 and they, they still have another one more double in it. That's $200,000. Um, 10 times your income means you're making 20,000. Wow. Well, so that's not even close. $100,000 in your retirement would pay you about $310 a month. Um, if you were invested in some sort of, you know, pension type product that's paying you, paying out. Maybe you lump sum it into like an AT&T or something. The average 30-something has about $45,000 saved. That's not good. 40-somethings, they're doing okay. Um, Most Americans are dangerously behind at that point with their age. An estimated median savings of only 63000 but it's the age that's killing them. The numbers are starting to look good, but the age... They're falling behind. They have only so many more years left. So 50-somethings, eh, the average 50-something has about 117000 far shy of the desirable four to five times your income. So if you're making $60,000 a year in your 40s, in your 50s, you should at least have 240000 saved. But the typical only have 117000 So the bottom line is people aren't saving enough. And you need to start saving more. The truth is, when your kids go to college, your costs go up. They don't go down. And a lot of people just don't have this honest conversation with themselves. And, you know, try to put it in some sort of perspective of, where am I? So the Republican convention's over. Now we move on to the Democratic convention. And then we move on to the elections. Um, I'm not going to have any commentary on political angles, other than from time to time we'll talk about what, Republican presidency, what a Republican Congress, what a Republican, a Democratic presidency, Democratic Congress would look like. Um, I will save that for your coworkers to piss you off. I will not do it for you. So, anyhow, in any way, um, what else is out there at this point in time for us to really hit? Um, Starbucks loyalty program has changed, and the shares slid when they reported numbers because. People are doing things a little bit differently than in the past with how they're using their their rewards. And it's a transition. Starbucks isn't stupid. They'll figure it out, um, is my best guess. Although, when the coffee's first rate, so is everything else. Yeah. Starbucks' impressive winning streak of 25 quarters of comparable same-stores growth of 5% or more ended yesterday when their report, their quarterly report wasn't that great. Wall Street observers had hoped Starbucks would have reported a 6.1% increase, and that would have kept them over that 5%. That's an amazing streak. So that streak lasted over six years. Starbucks reported a disappointing 4% increase. That sent shares lower. But again, it's a lot of it's tied towards what is believed to be an anomaly. So they changed the very popular rewards program, which 
there's no shame in rewards programs. Unless you're on a first date and you're fumbling through stacks of paper to find like your rewards card, then just move on. Um, just to make sure. And again, I'm not that petty. Um, I love seeing people in used cars. I hate seeing people in new cars. So let's say you're on a first date and you show up in a new car. I'm like, ooh. So, because they say like Tinder in New York is ruining life for people because guys are getting too busy. There's two women for every guy. So guys are setting up three to four dinner dates a week. But because of that, it instantly turns into the women instantly start an interviewing process. Like, I need to know tonight by the end of our dinner date if we're going to hook up and potentially get married. Um, and it starts with how much do you make? And it's, it's this crazy thing. And again, if you are got a new car, then it's assumed you make more than someone who doesn't have a new car, right? But to me, that means you're not saving as much as someone who's got a used car. So the loyalty program is not as generous. Starbucks argues that it isn't the case, but acknowledges that because of the change, there's a small dip in traffic. This year, a lot of noise from the loyalty program change hurt the residents of the Frappuccino event. A Frappuccino happy hour promotion launched. So it's so popular that in 2015, it led to a 30% increase in revenue from the prior year period. So we live in a world where we have Frappuccino happy hours. Would you like some coffee? And we're not saving enough money for retirement. I started off by telling you what the average person in their 50s saved in the 40s and the 30s and how they're basically twice behind what they should be. But yet we can go to a Frappuccino happy hour. Sometimes I feel really cheap and I'm probably turning off people in the audience. I should talk about like, hey, I just upgraded my wardrobe. But I've had the same hoodie for two plus years and it's starting to get threadbare in a couple areas. Um, I tend to keep clothes for a while. So one of the things I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. One of the areas that I really want you to focus on is that whole retirement area, and a lot of the mistakes that you make along the way: high fee products, variable annuities, private REITs, 401k, money switched over to an index life insurance policy. Um, I know people who I know two people, friends you might say, acquaintances. Uh, brothers or sisters of people who are loved ones in my life. Um, I know many of these guys who are total losers in life, total losers in life. Like they're going to need a new liver by the age of 45. And I, I'm selling insurance. And I'm like, oh, no. It's like the last thing we need right now is people who aren't good with money get into the money field and give advice about what you should do with your money and their livers are failing them pretty aggressively. Um, just, I know losers, and they don't know what they're doing, and they're doing it because, you know, they can get a, they can get a hundred thousand dollars from you into a life insurance variable annuity. They can take four thousand dollars at home, give four thousand dollars to their bosses, and you're eight percent in the hole just like that. Be very, very cautious. Um, and look at the person who's selling it to you and like, hey, you know, have a conversation with them. What did you do in your 20s and 30s? Oh, I drove a truck for a beer company. Oh, and you're selling in life insurance now. That's not necessarily a, a switch that you want to hear. Like, hey, my career really wasn't working out for me, so I started a second career. And uh, the only people that would have me is this crappy insurance company is what I hear. You may hear like, oh, good for you. 
So the ones you really have to watch out for are the ones that are tied towards uh, clubs or groups. So, and there's plenty of them where it's not a scam. To use the word scam, it's very, very dangerous. But it does have a pyramid feel to it where you try to get part of this club, you pay in, and then you get discount services. And you have to go out and find five, six, seven, eight family members to sell the product to. And then they try to sell it to their friends and family. And then you get a kickback from that kickback. And, oh, let's take a look at this young 26-year-old who was born in India without feet. Happens to be our top seller of the year. And, like, she makes $400,000 a month. And you're like, yeah, but show me the other, you know, 99.9% of people. Need to be very, very careful selling financial products to friends and family. In my opinion, big event coming up Thursday evening, the 28th in Burlingame. It's an income and retirement planning event where you need more than just dividend stocks. You need a strategy, you need a budget, you need Social Security. You need all these little things going in the right direction for you, um, in my opinion. Um couple more things that I want to talk about is the market's been hitting record highs pretty consistently in July. And then one day it, it stops. We hit some profit-taking. Losses are only modest in scope. You should be prepared for a stock market that corrects 10% any month that you're invested. And that's one of the reasons you have emergency cash. That's one of the reasons you have, uh, as you get older, you get more conservative. So if the market corrects 10%, you're not 100% in the market, so you may only correct 6%. So it's the first time recently that major stock markets have lost ground yesterday. So, you know, do you follow through the next day? Do you want that instant gratification? I don't want instant gratification. I read, you know, stories as a child, like the Pied Piper, where, you know, hey, we've got rats, we've got rats. Take away our rats and we'll give you anything. And the dude takes away their children. <laughs> like, whoa. Be careful looking for that instant gratification solving solvents to your problems. So big event coming up Thursday night. Um, it'll be a good event. It's entertaining, I promise you. It's not like some sort of financial sales pitch that's hardcore or anything like that. Um, wine and cheese. It's very social. Chad's incredibly friendly. I'm okay. I'm a little gruff. But it comes with the territory. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You can sign up for the event at the Hilton Burling Game, July 28th, 630 to 9. Sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't be shy with asking financial questions. I'll do my best to get feedback to you. Thanks for listening. We'll take a break. Be right back. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome in, Rob Black. Give your money. Big event coming up Thursday night, 28th of July. That's less than a week from today. My last event of the summer. And then I typically do about one, maybe two more events left in the year. So it's wrapping up. Uh, you can sign up for the event, uh, Income in Retirement Planning. It's going to be in Burlingame. The next event, just so you know, is going to be San Rafael, I believe. It's going to be a Saturday event. But that's way, way, way off in September. So some profit-taking yesterday. That's normal and healthy. I like profit-taking. The way I try to speak on the show is to give you some education, which is a joke to mispronounce education. Um, you can't sprint every single day, and you can't be at record highs every day, and you don't want to be. So I look at the last 20 years of funding my 401k, and I, I remember very fondly, I was like, man, I wish the market would go lower 20 years ago. And all it did is go higher in the next 20 years. And there's been a couple periods of time where it fell a lot. And those are the months where you're worried about your job. So you're like, maybe I should have put money in my 401k, but that's the exact time when you should. So when things are pretty brutal out there. High-profile disappointments from Starbucks, Chipotle, General Electric, Honeywell, Capital One, Athena Healthcare, and Skechers. Yet there was some enthusiasm for earnings out of Schlumberger, Whirlpool, Visa, AMD, Stanley Black & Decker, and E-Trade. AMD is coming up as this, um, and consultant broker advisor for National Earnings Stocks mentioned, it's turning into this like virtual reality player that's under five bucks or was under five bucks. And a lot of people are getting very excited about it. They kind of compete with NVIDIA. Um, maybe they get acquired. They're one of those companies that has a lot of graphical processing power, up 9% today. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. We're talking a little bit about income and retirement at the seminar coming up on Thursday. Good morning. And good morning. And there's different ways to set up your portfolio. And one of them, to me, is, yeah, you want some dividend stocks. Um, one of those dividend stock categories is called REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. So it's a real estate, and it's a trust, which means they don't pay taxes. So they pass on 90% of the profits of the business to the shareholder. So it, it yields a really nice dividend income compared to what rates are today. These stocks have wildly outperformed me because of it. But it's I think it's the best way for the average person to own real estate. Yeah, it's lower risk, and I think a lot of people that look at real estate, especially if they've been around it for the last 10 years, have seen what can happen with risky properties. So a lot of people in California, I bet you you know somebody who bought a property in Phoenix or in Las Vegas and is still underwater yep. um, and still losing money, and, 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 and they're probably even keeping the property because they want to eventually get you know their money back. But uh, and, and REITs are a good option for somebody who doesn't want to expose themselves to that risk. Uh, we were looking at some stats last night that uh, a couple of the indexes, the REIT indexes, are, are beating the S&P 500. And these are some of the things that you can't get away from as far as a numbers game. Um, they, they do return a lot of uh, dividends. Whether the stock is going up or down, you get those nice dividends. Uh, I own some REITs as part of my portfolio. It's a small percentage, but it's getting, you know, I, uh, my stock is down 50%, but I've already paid myself back with dividends. Um, so these are the kind of things that people can look at as an option to real estate, uh, especially if you're having difficulty finding a property or finding a down payment for a six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar property in the Bay Area, and don't want to get into real estate out of state or Sacramento or Stockton, uh, and then 
you know, that's obviously an option, which I think we're going to talk about today because it's all about retirement. And does that REIT going to work for you? Do you want to get into real estate? Do you want to buy that property and then eventually sell it and, or maybe 1031 exchange into another property that's closer as it builds equity? There's a lot of strategies people use going into real estate, but I'm sorry, into retirement, but REITs are definitely one of those great options. I uh, have a friend who's in her, I guess almost mid thirties now. So who just had a kid. And her and her husband's portfolio was kind of ramshackle. It's a lot of cash. Um, and I'm like, you know, you could probably buy some REITs, and that's like buying real estate. You're never going to buy in California real estate. Her husband makes like 150. I'm like, you're, if you want to buy, you're going to be buying a closet. And they just had a kid, and no one wants to have a kid in a closet per se. Um, so I think REITs are a real estate investment trust, publicly traded, are a great way for the average person to go because you get real estate. You get maybe it's an office property or a hospital property or a movie theater chain or you could buy more retreats, which I don't like. Um, but you can get a business on top of real estate and that's you own it. And 100 shares is 100 shares. Yeah. And in a couple of months from now, when she finds out like her baby's teeth are all coming in sideways and it's going to be $9,000 to fix, she doesn't have to have a mortgage payment that she's worrying about towards her commercial property. She's got. Um, you know, their shares are shares. So yeah, it's it's also a good way to avoid if if you don't see the kind of appreciation into a, a real property, uh, the realty fees. You know, three to six percent is it's a pretty big chunk of your profit in the property, as opposed to putting it in a REIT where you're pretty liquid. I mean, yeah, you might pay some taxes, but you're liquid. You know, three to five days, you're you're done. You're out of you know back in cash. So it's, it, it maybe is something that people test with. Maybe they put their down, a little bit of their down payment or all of their down payment into there and just let it see, see how that works. And hopefully that can lead towards buying that house for a family that's making 150 in the Bay Area that's struggling. That's a, that's a tough one. It's, it's really hard to hear that, hear you when you say that, that $150,000 is going to have trouble buying a property in the Bay Area if they don't have a down payment. That's the whole key here. A lot of people do have down payments. A lot of people are cashing in stock options. A lot of people have already owned a house or they're getting gifted money from a family member or they're buying a family member's house, which we're seeing more often. Um, but that 150 with a lower down payment, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult. And uh, It's hard to hear that, though. In other parts of the world, like in Reno, they basically make you mayor for a year if you buy a house. So just any house. <laughs> so it's... Well, that's one of the reasons why it's Reno is the properties are going up so fast is because a lot of people saying, you know, it's a great destination. It's not Tahoe, but it's close enough to Tahoe and it's everything's cheap. You can buy a condo for two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand, and turn it into a rental and it might make sense. Big event coming up Thursday evening, the Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar, Double Tree by Hilton in Burlingame. Thursday, twenty eighth, six thirty to nine. Learn about how to draw from your accounts in retirement, social security, what to take, what not to take. You don't want to outlive your savings in any way, shape, or form. And low interest rate environment makes things all the more difficult. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.